You're listening to Trainual's SMB Consulting Show with Bradford Jones. Hi, everyone. My name is Bradford. I'm the Implementation Experience Manager here at Trainual. We are excited to be back uh, with another episode in this series where we are talking to our Trainual Certified Consultants. We are so excited to be joined by Michael Erath with the Process Optimizer. Um, Michael, you're based there in Arizona. I'm remote part of the time, but I'm in Tennessee today. Um, It looks like you may still be in the office um, with what's going on um, with everything. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, here from from the dojo. (laughs) You know, this, um, I date this because it matters kind of what day, because, you know, if people are watching this in a week or two, and as we sit here at the end of March and early April, you know, things are changing in the world. And we thought it'd be really cool to get a perspective from our trainual certified consultants on what they're hearing from their clients and just kind of some things like that. So we're excited to, to have you join. And I'll just kind of kick it off. I mean, what what's your perspective from um, what you're seeing on clients and in your networks and businesses on um, how this is affecting just business in general? Um, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of fear going on in the market right now, obviously. A lot of fear around... Um, what business is going to look like on the other side, how we get through this. Um, different clients we're talking with, some are, are literally in survival mode, fly the plane right now. Uh, nothing else matters if it's not mission critical. And we've got other clients that are in spaces, uh, for example, um, some in telemedicine where they're seeing a significant boom right now. Um, so it's really different across different industries. And I think different people are going to find there's different impact zones as to when this affects them based on kind of their cash conversion cycles and uh, how those things are going to impact them. So we're just really trying to communicate with, with clients now, uh, with, with leads, people that may potentially be a client one day to see how we can help them break things down and, and help them simplify and focus uh, uh, around process, around scorecards and measurables and kind of getting rid of the noise and focusing on what really matters. Yeah, simplifying focus is an amazing thing. Just those two, uh, just those two words. I'm sure you use that a lot um, with your clients. But this is a time where you know the world is changing. But it seems like for lots of businesses, things are slowing down, or you're in a skeleton crew, or maybe it's just you know your full time staff. If you have, if you scale up or down, and so um, what would you say about simplifying and focusing amongst all the uh, the outside noise and all the chaos in the world right now? Yeah, it's a good question. So a lot of a lot of people, while while we're incredibly busy in some regards right now, we also have some time on our hands um, in different organizations. And I, I think this is a great time to take a step back and really evaluate your processes and think about opportunities to clean things up. Um, during good times, it's very common that sloppiness kind of creeps into processes uh, and how we do things. And this is just a great time to really take a hard look at that to see where within our processes are their vibrations and friction and things that are causing errors, uh, causing do-overs um, and mistakes. And how can we clean that up so that not only now while we're in survival mode, we can be more efficient and impactful uh, with, our, with our process, but also as we exit this and start to to, to grow again, it's going to be much harder to simplify those things as we grow than it will be right now. And so it's a really good opportunity to do that. Um, I'm encouraging people to think about all of the processes that impact how easy it is or easy it is not for your clients or customers to do business with you. 
How can you clean that up, make it easier for them? Um, right now, we need to make it as easy as we possibly can on our customers and clients. We also need to think about our processes and how we communicate our message and talk to them. Are we making it really clear how we can help them, how we can serve them, and how they can engage us? Um, also for our employees, thinking about processes for employees. Where are we making things difficult on our employees? Um, how can we go in now and spend some time cleaning that up uh, to, make, to make work easier on our employees? Um, interestingly, too, I think often we find, and this is maybe some of the sloppiness that comes in, uh, and I was actually guilty of this. I, I did this with my assistant uh, just last week. But what are things that are happening inside of our processes, even things that are documented, defined, and that are being executed that we just don't need to do anymore? Um, I actually found some things that I had put in place to help my assistant and I communicate better, some specific things I wanted her tracking, which actually now we've done other things. I no longer need that, but she's still doing the steps to track it. A complete waste of effort. And you know, we kind of had this aha moment going back and cleaning that up, that, that they're just things that we've built into the process that we just don't need to do anymore. We got to clean that up and get that out of the way. Yeah. And to your point, we did the same thing in Trainual. We onboarded a good amount of remote employees. Uh, well, we did remote onboarding, <clears throat> remote onboarding um, just out of necessity you know, in, this last, in the last month. And through that, we identified something that we had out, like systems we had outgrown. So it was mm -hmm. things that worked back X amount of customers ago and X amount of roles ago, but now we had outgrown it. And this is, we're using this time to write a little bit of that training around it. So, you know, to your point, right. um, you know, there's, there's a good amount of, this is a great time to maybe find those, those things and define them and make a move on it because um, we can use this time as a scapegoat uh, to say we have to slow down and we have to, you know, uh, use our focus on this because I know as a former SMB myself and all that, like we, we love to say, I didn't have the time or the capacity. And uh, unfortunately right. I think this is a, this is afforded some time and capacity for a lot of people. Sure. Um, yeah, you, some great, great thoughts around that for sure. So, you know, one of the things that I think of, and obviously if you watch the news and, you know, I'm sure everyone in their network knows somebody who's been financially and, uh, professionally affected by this, but we want to, hopefully try to people see, see if there is opportunity in this. And so you've touched on some of the points where this could be an opportunity, but do you think that like, just in a basic question, this is an opportunity for SMBs or other businesses to really, um, you know, look forward and come out on the other side in a better place? I think absolutely. And, and one of the things that I teach, um, Typically, I do this about once a year, and this is actually with my, my leadership team clients through my, my other business that's focused on, um, on, on EOS implementation uh, and traction. But rather than teaching a traditional SWOT, uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, I teach it as SWT, strengths, weaknesses, and trends. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get leaders and organizations <clears throat> to really spend some time trying to look around the curve a little bit. And this is again with the, I think with a little bit more time on our hands, this is a good opportunity to take some very intentional clarity breaks and spend some time disconnected, unplugged, for God's sakes with the media shut off, um, you know, electronics off, get a journal or a notepad and spend some time thinking about not only things inside of your industry that are changing, that, are going to be different coming out of all of this. That's going to establish some new norms, but what are some things outside of your industry that may actually have a significant impact 
six months from now, a year from now, as you get further, further down the road. Um, because when we're, you know, I, I think there's something that great businesses do well simultaneously. Great businesses are really good at executing the business of today while at the same time building the business of tomorrow. And over the last two to three weeks, if you think about it as a two-lane road where executing today's business is driving a car in the right-hand lane, uh, well, unless you're in the UK, um, and <laughs> you know, we've kind of had this dense fog come on us and all we can focus on is what's right in front of the car. Building the business of tomorrow is the lane of oncoming traffic, right? And so we've had to shift our focus from looking at both lanes and taking everything in to looking at what's right in front of us. But this is a really good opportunity, I think, to really focus on what is the business of tomorrow going to look like? Uh, I look at, you know, in our world, in the coaching world, um, I've spent a tremendous amount of resources in the last three weeks converting what was a session room for in-person strategic sessions to a virtual studio. Um, you know, because I believe that on the other side of this, there's going to be much more of the kind of work I do that's going to be done virtually. And if you're not set up to do it very well, you're going to suffer as a result. So, it's just thinking about how this is going to impact your industry, your business, your clients, your customers. Basically, I would say permanently beyond this. And how do you start making decisions and making moves now to prepare yourself for that? So take some time to really think about those trends, get some clarity and, and start trying to look around the corner a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I love that perspective because um, I think, through all these things that we're going to come out on the other side with some trends that like, uh, so I'm out here, like my dog is on the deck right now and I'm doing this, you know, interview and it's acceptable right now. Cause like I was watching Jimmy Fallon last night and, you know, he's sitting like, he's sitting in a tree in his backyard doing, um, <laughs> you know, his show right. and everybody's like, Oh, that's cool. But like, well, that, that may be cool in six months, you know, like it may, right. it may not be. Um, so, I mean, are there any workforce trends or, um, Oh, the point about my dog, I didn't finish it. Like he barked in the middle of a, a meeting the other day and I was like, oh, that's cool. What kind of dog you have? Whereas like, I feel like a year ago, people have been like, oh, this guy's working from home. Like what do we take him seriously? So, I mean, do you think there's any workforce trends or anything on that perspective that, that will, that we're having to adapt right now, but we'll come out on the other side and it'll be a norm or a trend as you would say going forward? Well, I think that's, you know, what you bring up is actually one very likely potential. Um, we are, as, as human beings, we're very relational creatures. Um, and so what's happening right now is, is having a negative impact on that, right? It's forcing us into some new norms. So I think in one regards, to the extent that you do work remotely, uh, there are certain boundaries and things in order to help with concentration and focus that have to be part of that, but not losing sight of our humanness and how we do connect, right? So your dog barks. Oh, I, you know, I got a dog. What kind of dog do you have? Like, there's some little things there that I may have never known about you were it not for this type of communication. And so, you know, I think there are things to look for there. Um, how do we create that right environment to, in a more virtual world going forward, still create good human connections? And how does that happen? Right. So, Jimmy Fallon's was a good example. Yours is a good example. But I also think, in terms of workforce trends, and this is where I feel like Trainual is well positioned because you're already ahead of the curve on the, um, the, the digital training, the online training, as people are no longer able to do as much hands-on and in-person type work, having something 
something like Trainer with embedded videos um, and all of the content, it allows people to study, train, and work at home and do that remotely um, still during a time of social distancing. I, I, my background was in manufacturing. And um, you know, when we first started using Trainual in my last business, we would actually video with, with simple cell phone video, you know, machine setups and little one, two minute videos that people could watch wherever they happen to be and learn and understand how to set up equipment, how to set up machines. So uh, tons of value there, I think. As, as a direction that things are going to go moving forward. Yeah, I think so too. And that's been what's cool, you know, for me is as we've had to shift roles internally at Trainual, we needed some extra people on CS this week. And so we pulled some from the admin team and moved them into CS. And it was like, they could streamline going to Trainual, read the basics of it and read, you know, most everything. And then they came to us with high level questions instead of basic questions of how to log into right. X. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think you're right that, and like back in the day, even 10 years ago, um, you know, uh, smaller organizations that didn't have an enterprise level system, um, you know, would have had to, needed somebody to sh tell them where to log in. And um, if that, if that was in a folder in a file cabinet in the office, we would have gotten it, you know, in a couple of weeks when we went back to the office. So yeah. um, there's, there's some trends there that are, you know, yeah, you've, you've, you've hit us with a ton of knowledge in a short amount of time, which has been great. I um, appreciate it. Yeah, it's um, we're excited to have you as a part of the Trainual family. I know you've been around uh, around the block a while, and so um, could you just tell us a little bit about your business there? And um, I know you're based in Scottsdale, but I'm sure you serve mm -hmm. a lot more people other than based in Scottsdale as well. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. So, Process Optimizer was kind of born out of a frustration I had as a leadership team coach. Um, I had brought in various lean experts in my manufacturing businesses to help us streamline the businesses, and as I transitioned into leadership team coaching, I've always been a big proponent that the root cause of most issues in an organization are people in process. And if you don't have clearly defined and documented and optimized processes, it's difficult to evaluate your people issues because you may not be giving them a tool or resource they need. So as much as I was evangelical about that with my clients and they understood it and agreed, they kept coming back quarter after quarter, not executing the work to get their processes done because they either didn't have the time, they were too busy, they didn't have somebody who was really a, a champion of process within the organization. So together with Heidi Berger, who I've been friends with, she and her husband for quite some time, uh, her background is in lean. She spent 10 years at PF Chang's when they were really ramping and growing and her, her whole world was around process improvement and, and systemization. We built a a mechanism where process optimizer will come on site to, um, to an organization and we will actually work through over a two day time frame a series of workshops within the organization to actually extract all of their processes and get it all out of their heads. We document everything for them. Um, we bring a lean mindset to that. And we were specifically focused on companies that are EOS companies and scaling up companies. Um, but even if you don't have an operating system as an organization, we take that work off of you. So what we do is we come in for two days, we extract all of the core processes, really following the 2080 rules. So we're focused on not all of the detailed procedural things, but the high level processes, building, really building your business playbook. We take all of that data, go back to our offices, and in seven days, we turn around the document for you. So your deliverable is within one week of the workshop, you've got your playbook in hand, and it's 90, 95% of the way done, but for you doing some final revisions. 
with our partnership with Trainual, if somebody is using Trainual or chooses to use Trainual going forward, our facilitators will actually input all that information into Trainual for them so that they don't have to do that work themselves. So we really just try to take it off of you altogether. And then we do a series of follow-up coaching calls for the year following your workshop to make sure you're implementing the processes, the training to really get all of the processes followed throughout the organization. Yeah, phenomenal service. And, you know, that's um, one of the reasons the certified consultant program was started because, you know, out of the, the, the question, who can help me with this? And obviously, you all have a very tailored solution to both our users and then users elsewhere, um, sure. you know, on other platforms. So, yeah, Michael, it's been awesome um, having you here today. We're excited to see this series come together. You've given us some great knowledge and um, hope to see you when we're out of quarantine and back in Arizona in the office. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care, Brian. Have a good one. Thanks. Take care. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trainual's SMB Consulting Show with Bradford Jones. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you'd like to learn more about Trainual and our certified consultants, head over to trainual.com.